Today on In the News, we take a break from our usual format as tonight, as we're recording this, a tragedy unfolding in Paris. Yes, um, thank you for joining us. I'm Kaylee Gilman and Brady Knight, as always. We want to bring you this special episode dedicated towards uh, the attack that has been going on in Paris right now. Um, The sounds of it, it is on the verge of finishing. We do not know who is behind this. There are speculations of um, ISIS and Al-Qaeda being behind this, but I really want to clarify that we have no concrete information as to who is behind this, but we are um, hearing the word terrorist attack being thrown around. We were going to, tonight, Kaylee, we were originally going to record our regularly scheduled episode, and uh, we'd been texting earlier in the day, and we're both absolutely swamped with school stuff right now, and we had actually decided to put it off, and then this happened. And I um, I texted Brady, I texted you, I think just like an hour ago when yeah. I, um, or so when I threw on the news and saw all this going, and I'm like, Brady, we got to do something. Like We can't just let this pass and not say anything. And um, and so here we are. If, um, if you haven't heard the news yet, there's been obviously a major, major attack happening in Paris um, over the past couple hours. Keep in mind, um, as we speak, it's past midnight in Paris right now. Yeah, it's just past, I think if the timeline that I've been hearing is about right anyways, it all kind of started about three hours ago. Um, By the time you're hearing this, probably already heard a lot of details, and there's probably a lot more going to come out, obviously, over the next couple hours as well. But I think it was just the feeling that for sitting down and doing this, it was just something you had to make make the time for. Well, it was like if um, um, if you re- recall a couple episodes, you know, we, we switched things around to include the shooting of the two journalists. And because stuff like this is important, it may not be happening on our home in our backyard, but... Events like this shock the entire world because it really shows you this can happen to anyone at any time and that we are not immune to these types of attacks and that we need to take this seriously and start figuring out what can we do to protect ourselves and prevent ourselves but not scare people at the same time. I think it's one of those things where it really puts things in perspective, right? I mean, I was I was just working away on schoolwork, studying, and all of a sudden, all that stuff doesn't seem that important anymore. I mean, it yeah. just started talking to friends and family and just following along best I could with coverage. And I mean, e- even listening to the coverage, you're hearing some of these veteran anchors, both locally and on the uh, national channels as well, on CNN, just the the scale of this, I think, has rocked even some of these journalists who have seen this before. 
and seen tragedies such as these before, although, as I said, probably not on this kind of scale. Yeah, this is very significant. I think there's a couple um, facts that we should we should point out in case um, anyone listening to this doesn't really know what's happened. So they're saying um, all this stuff I'm going to talk about, I'm on the CTV News channel website right now, and it's what they've been saying on their national news channel, that at least 40 people have been killed. There was a shooting, um, two shootings, I believe, at... Uh, restaurants different restaurants correct me if i'm wrong a explosion that happened near the um stadium where there was uh, a soccer game soccer or game or football as they call it between right. france and germany just a friendly match yeah and then there was a hostage hostage situation happening at a concert hall i believe it was an american um concert rock concert happening where over a hundred people were taken hostage we are now hearing that um two attackers have been killed by police and that the hostage situation is either over or coming to an end um this is all has been developing over the past 10-15 minutes right now so that kind of gives you a sense of where we're coming into. Um, they just a few minutes ago had uh, stormed that theater. Uh, police had rather stormed that theater uh, or that concert venue rather where yeah. um, all those hostages were being held. So that's kind of the point where we're at at this time going into all this. What did you think when you first heard of all this happening? Well, at first I was... Um... I got a notification on my phone a couple hours ago. I was over at my sister's place just um, hanging out, and I didn't really look at it. I wasn't paying attention to my phone. I just saw something light up about an attack in Paris, and I just um, glanced at it and walked away and didn't really look at it, And uh, which I'm kicking myself for doing that. Um, And then I got home at about 4 o'clock, and... Around like four thirty, I flicked on the the news channel as I'm getting ready to make supper, and then the words "hostage situation" and "breaking news" are popping up. I'm like, "Oh my god! Like this, um, this is some serious stuff that's going on right now." And then when I really, I just kind of sat down and I'm listening, going, "I'm I'm just I'm dumbfounded. I I'm speechless. Like I didn't even know what to really think that." Like, is this seriously all happening? What about you? What was going through your mind when you heard about this? It was, it's kind of weird. It's the first real major breaking news situation where I haven't actually been in a newsroom <laughs> when it was happening. For Come me, on now, Brady. We're in our own newsroom right now. <laughs> for um, for me, it brings back memories of, of two different events. Uh, one of them was last year, um, the Parliament Hill attacks. Yeah. At the time, I was interning at CTV Saskatoon. And the attacks happened in the time it took for me to walk from my car into the newsroom, which is about five minutes. And so, of course, I walked in there and it was absolute chaos. Everybody was trying to, there was still about a half hour left of the morning show. And they were trying to get as much on as they possibly could. 
uh, ended up national, broke in and took over. Yeah. But that day it was, it was one of those times where as a journalist, you just went in there and you did your job. Um, as obviously more junior member being the intern, <laughs> Uh, I did a lot of cutting up of interviews and keeping an eye on the national stuff and just regularly briefing the anchors so they were up to date with the latest stuff while everybody else worked on more local angles and stuff. Ended up going out in the afternoon trying to get a few interviews as well, trying to get everything packed up for the 6 o'clock news. But what I really remember about that night is... um, I stayed right, it was odd, I stayed right through till the end of the main 6 o'clock cast, and it was about 7.30 by the time I was walking out of there. And it wasn't until I walked out of the building that it all really hit me, that all this had actually happened. You, you're just so focused on what you're doing, and the next steps, and what needs to be done, that it doesn't didn't really have the chance to sink in until then. Okay, I want to... Um... Uh, want to step in right now I'm at the moment like as Brady's talking where uh, we're on Twitter we're on news um, websites and everything and there is a breaking news on the CTV news website about the um, Paris terror attack around a hundred dead in attack on concert venue police say so I'm taking this as there's no one that came out of that venue alive from that hostage situation. It's it's really tough to know. And uh, those numbers are going to fluctuate both ways, I think, in the coming well, hours. Yeah, by th- eventually by this weekend, we'll, we'll obviously have a more concrete number. But th- this is just really showing the extent of to as to what's going on right now it's one of those situations where you just and i mean it sounds cliche but you just don't have the words for it you just kind of sit there in stunned silence uh the the other example that came is coming to mind right now for me anyways was this summer when that journalist down in the states was shot on live morning television yeah and when that broke, which was, it was about 7.30 our time when it happened. And we started getting wind of it a couple minutes after that. And I, I mean, again, you were sort of in that zone. I think that one hit a lot of us a lot more um, in some respects than the Parliament Hill attacks did. And maybe it was just because you're, you're working in the same field, you... You have reporters that go out in the morning. I, I had worked when I was at CTV on the morning show a couple of times, and I had gone out with the morning on-the-go reporter who did live hits throughout the morning show. And it's just tough not picturing the, the chance of that being you. And even just looking afterwards, and like the camera person was just focused on their job because that's what you have to do. If you're doing a live shot, you have to be totally focused on your job. When you're doing yeah. a live interview, again, totally focused on your job and what you're doing and thinking of the next question and making sure that your timing's good. And it's just one of those situations where you, you don't know what to think, but you you get the job done and then it doesn't always really sink in again until after. So the 
concert that was taking place um, in Paris, uh, Eagles of Death Metal Concert at the Boulevard Voltaire. Um, once again, this is in Paris. And um, they are saying a hundred people around there have been killed at the concert venue. We um, obviously are waiting for more information on that. That is what is being um, reported and I'm getting this from three or four different sources. What goes through your head when you see that number? <sighs> I don't even know. Um, honestly, I well, I was expecting when we were when we were going to do this that it was coming to an end that um, there wouldn't be any more shockers happening, so I wouldn't have to worry about how I'm going to react. But I um I don't know, Brady. I don't. It's tough. Yeah, I, I just, I don't understand it, I think is my problem right now, is I'm not really, my mind's not understanding why something like this would happen, because I'm thinking, like, I've been in concert halls, and I've went to concerts and stuff, and the last thing that's on your mind is, or it never even crosses your mind, am I going to make it home tonight like these people if 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 this is 100% true these people showed up to an event and now they're not going home and because for what reason what selfish motivation is behind this that you think it's okay to be taking this amount of life no no matter what the amount is but this amount I wish the attackers weren't dead honestly I um I wish they didn't get killed naked face justice yeah or Is it wrong for me to say that not only would they face justice, but they face the death of justice? It's always a debate that, and this does uh, bring a into people, a lot of like, people have. Look at the debate that happened over the Boston bombing and the death sentence, and and a bunch of um, events that's happened in the States over the past few years and the death sentence being brought up. I think it kind of comes back to just that connection you feel with people that you don't know. But it's that common experience that that comes through. Like you say, being in a concert venue, it, yeah. it's, it's not something you expect it all and nor should it be something that you do expect no we, we shouldn't have to go through those processes and i mean even when there are venues where you are patted down or whatever before 
you go in like some of the major concerts now especially in larger venues uh in stadiums and whatnot they'll always be checking everybody going in but even then you're just thinking of it as a pain a minor inconvenience or something you're not thinking of the purpose of why they're actually taking those steps no not at all and look at after the um theater shooting how often do you go to a theater and there's people continuously walking around just checking the theater I never think much of it, but since the the shooting, every time I see someone walking around and there's security everywhere. And now I'm wondering, what's going to come from this? Even though it's overseas, what's going to come from this across the whole world? Is this going to bring the world finally together? Or is it going to tear people apart? It's hard, it's so difficult to unite countries, especially in terms of of strictly policy, obviously. I think, though, what it will do and what it already has done in many respects is it is bringing people together through that, that, that common thread that we were talking about that it doesn't matter where you are. Um, There was one reporter who I was listening to on the way over here who was just a few blocks from that that concert venue who said that there were French people. Uh, Of course, everybody there is being encouraged to stay inside during all this. Yeah, the the whole country has been on basically lockdown. And there's people there who are just walking out and inviting in like tourists foreigners and saying come on in and taking people in and just doing the best they can to provide shelter and to keep people safe and uh, well at the same time of course just reeling from all this the same as we are even more so being right there another thing that um worries me is um the phobia on uh, the different types of phobia that'll come from this one phobia i can think of is an ongoing um one of just safety like the fear of safety the fear of threat whether it's plausible or not like just and the fear of the unknown of what could happen if anything would happen I think that's going to drive that. This is going to drive that more. But on the other hand, the Islamic phobia that is continuously going on. And the reason why I'm bringing this up. It's a good point. Is because um, I'm looking at the Vice News um, website right now. And they titled this article that was released about an hour ago while sympathy pours in on social media some celebrate paris attack right and um there's uh sympathizers is what they're saying using the hashtag um and it's in arabic which is translated into paris is in flames um there's tweets um, reading 
God is great and thank God for these lone wolf attacks. And, oh God, burn Paris as you burn the Muslims in Mali, Africa, Iraq, Syria, and Palestine. Just awful stuff. And then there's the other side of that where people are using that hashtag once it got, um, I guess it got reported on CNN about this hashtag. Yeah. And then now there's Islamophobic messages with it. I'm not going to say them because there's some pretty um, ignorant and rude things that are being uh, said in this that are not worth repeating. Nor should we. But just to to show why I brought that point up, because look, it's already happened. We don't know for sure yet who is behind this. Just like, you know, everything that happened with the Ottawa attack last year. Everyone speculated, <coughs> everyone speculated, but we didn't know for sure. And I continuously heard the the Islamophobia happening. And it's just, it's really sad because this is a group, not <coughs> everyone that considers themselves Muslims. And that needs to be remembered. I think the one thing that is maybe one of the very, very few bright lights is the overwhelming response the other way. Uh, Looking at those tweets that you brought up, obviously they're out there. Their reach, though, um, in terms of uh, likes or retweets is very, very minimal. And... I know just scrolling through my own Twitter feed uh, before and uh, during this uh, as well, just the overwhelming response from people who I I think are feeling a lot like us in this kind of helpless situation that you want to do, do? that you want to do something, but there's nothing you can do except sit back and and watch watch really. And that's what we've been doing here and i'm sure what millions around the world have been doing as well and it's it's good to note on top of that too that there are people that have taken this this hashtag the paris is in flames as um as a way of expressing sympathy um which is nice to see it's it's nice to see that people are coming together and really showing paris that like we are here for you um i want to do just another update that CBC News just tweeted out. Right. Um, uh, it's what we know about Paris attacks. So at least 100 people killed in hostages um, taking at concert hall. Um, they were at first saying that there was 100, around 100 hostages. So we don't know if there's any survivors or not yet. You just don't know. Um two attackers dead at least six separate attacks so i had only heard about the four right so um i uh i didn't know that there was two extra ones i'm not sure yet what those are no i'm not sure either but um, of course um they still have their borders shut yeah borders are still shut and they have declared um a state of emergency the borders shut one was an interesting one because that um, 
hadn't been done since I think they're saying the 1940s. It was a long, long time ago, yeah. and it's again, it's one of those things that you don't think that you're ever going to need to do. Yeah, and like the mechanisms are obviously there and in place, and um, the the emergency responders there have to be commended for both their bravery and also oh, just their their dedication and their work like how many people got calls in the minutes and hours after that saying you need to come into work we need absolutely everybody that we've got and uh and to go to work dealing with the situation the various scenes in paris uh just keeping people as calm as possible in general in addition to closing down the borders of the country so I think we're just going to kind of leave it there. And it's it's not an easy thing to do, but it's gotten to the point where I don't... We could sit here all night discussing this and talking about how we feel and and um, and try to keep up with, with what's going on. But this is something that's going to continue for weeks until they figure out who is behind this and why once again we still do not know the who and the why and we hope that we can have that um soon very soon if for nothing else then it starts that closure process and whether that ever actually finishes is yeah. always up in the air but it it gives you something solid to hold on to and to express your feelings around and allow yourself some sort of emotional closure I think I want to end on the point of reminding people that there there is the help needed if this is something that has really affected you and and they'll never hear but I'm going to speak to the families of the victims in Paris right now yeah don't do this on your own get don't have don't deal with this on your own it'll you it'll tear you apart get the help that you need and any and anyone that this affected just talk to somebody don't be afraid anybody whoever you trust don't don't try to keep it all inside Thank you for listening to this uh, special episode that we dedicated around the attack in Paris that is still going on at this moment. Um, We'll try our best to keep up with um, the updates, let you know what is going on. Um, But we'll be back. Yeah. This was... It was something that I think we both felt we had to do. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing that we needed to do. To just just talk about it and... Yeah. And there's really nothing more we can do other than that, but absolutely hearts go out to everybody in 
Paris tonight. <laughs>